Oh, I guess that it, was a little weird. It, it kicked me out. It said you're done recording, so we'll have to do like two parts. But um, <laughs> so, do you have a particular favorite season then? Do I have a particular favorite season? I feel like that's a little hard. Um, honestly, I would have to say the first one, mainly because that's the that's what drew me in. And I loved a lot of the first seasons more about the folk- folklore type hauntings, like Bloody Mary and the the woman in white and things like that. That those were stories that I grew up as a child listening to and kind of being frightened yet intrigued by. And now they're playing across my TV screen. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah, I like the Scarecrow episode, too. Oh, the Apple Orchard. Yep, the Apple Orchard. <laughs> that they were sacrificing people so they could the town could prosper. Honestly, I just love the fact of knowing that even though Jared and Jensen, Sam and Dean, had um, stun devils that worked f- with them, most of their stunts were done by okay. themselves. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can see them doing their own stunts, yeah. Definitely. And I know that there was a lot of injuries. Uh, like, I do know, for instance, like the episode Baby that I was referring to, at the very end, towards the end, Jensen, like, re- reverse 180s, uh Baby or the Impala. And uh, he actually physically did that himself, and he learned during his lunch break of that a recording session. Oh, wow. So, so he taught himself how to do that. <laughs> um, and they, uh, they ended up in a brawl during the first season where uh, they were in Vancouver and they were, uh, they were in the middle of this brawl at a bar and they were trying to leave, but someone who was part of that thought that they were part of it too so they got brought into the fight and Jared ended up breaking his wrist um he didn't know it was broken so the whole time during season one he's filming and living through the pain while it's healing itself and then during season two episode three he ends up landing funny during a vampire fight and ended up re-injuring his wrist and found out he had app surgery and stuff like that. Um, so that's why in season two, episode six, during the zombie episode, I don't know if you remember that. Yep. Yep. Um, where he ends up going, I think she broke my wrist. That was their way of covering up the fact that he was going to be at a cast and yeah. stuff for a while. Um, or uh, I think in the episode, I think it's season 10, episode 14, uh, where Kane comes in. I don't know if you remember yep. this. Yep. Um, but when Sam goes to catch Dean from falling, when Dean just kind of falls over in exhaustion, he ends up holding, he's holding a knife and he ends up plunging that knife into uh, Jared's thigh. <laughs> and you can just see like the reaction on his face just for like a split second. And then he's like, okay, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh such a um and then of course we love Cass 
even though he's awkward. Because he was an angel and then human, and he's just, yeah, he's very awkward. I feel like Cass is the expression of a toddler that was put in a grown man's body. (laughs) He's just learning everything. Well, his people skills are rusty, remember? His people skills are completely rusty. Uh, yeah, I I mean, I like the episode where he's working at the gas station and he's trying to have a normal life and, uh, but it would be cool to be an angel. He can kind of pop in and out and I like his relationship with Dean. I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but, um. I kind of noticed it in the end of season six when Cass is working with Crowley and they think that Crowley's supposed to be dead because Cass burnt the bones, but I guess he didn't. And you can just see how like disappointed Dean is. Oh, Cass. It's like, he's almost a dad figure. I think maybe Cass to Dean a little bit. I've, don't know. I don't think that. Um, I feel like I feel like it's the opposite, honestly. Like in a way where there are times where Dean is more of the father figure to Cass. Like there's a part in um, where Cass is like not laid out he just there he's at the bunker and he's you know they're just kind of like you know stay there stay calm it's good um and sam's like you know watch netflix and and Cass goes what is netflix (laughs) what netflix (laughs) (laughs) and uh dan's i'm calling him later on in this episode and he's like are you watching the jenny Craig show because all he hears is, you're not the father, or something <laughs> on this line. And Cass goes, you can't always live on caviar. You can't always live on caviar. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then, at the same time, I do also see the opposite, whereas Cass is kind of like, Dean, don't. Dean, don't. So, in a way, I can see, maybe it's more like a grandfather, grandson. Where Dean's like teaching him about all this other stuff, kind of like how you would teach your grandparents on how to use their cell phones or something. And, and, but at the same time, Cass is very calm and just kind of like, you know, <laughs> being told to lay down, <laughs> relax. Well, when he gets the cell phone, he's like, why is this thing telling me I'm out of minutes and why do I have to leave my name on this? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> or the uh, time he calls him from a payphone, he's like, "I lost my charger." <laughs> oh yeah, Cass is just. I mean, I just I love Cass next to Sam, and I would think my third person, I would probably say Bobby, would probably uh, be my third favorite. I feel like everyone forgets Bobby exists. He, and he actually is like a dad figure to them. Okay, I have to know. Have you seen the episode where they go into the dreams and Bobby's fighting his wife that came back yes. from the bed? 
Yep. Did it not break your heart? It did break my heart. Yeah. I cried for days for Bobby on that one. Because he's, you just don't know. You don't know his story. You know, you just know he's this grumpy old uncle-like guy. And then you just learn more and more about him. And you just, you can't help but fall in love with Bobby. Bobby is just that, Bobby is is your uncle that you just always wanted in your life. And he's always calling them idiots. Uh, <laughs> balls. <laughs> <laughs> but Bobby knows his stuff, though. He does. He's extremely brilliant. And I would think, well, we like the dad. Even though he's not in the series too much, we like the dad. I don't know if I like him personally or if I just find him attractive, honestly. <laughs> well, he is pretty, he is pretty cute. Um, who else is there, then? Uh, I loved Billy, the the um, Reaper woman. Oh yeah, yeah. I okay. loved her. Yeah, I just uh, watched the episode where Dean has to be death for a day, and he thinks <laughs> it's going to be so easy, but it's it's not easy. Exactly. And I liked the death character too. I liked him. I think he was one of the popular horsemen, if I remember correctly. Yes, and his weird obsession with food. <laughs> uh, um now when uh the episode where he goes where dean goes back in time and revisits his mom and dad meeting and all the oh, other stuff yeah. didn't we expect mary's family to be the hunters at first or were you always thinking it was the opposite i was thinking it was the opposite but because I mean, I guess you don't really know like how that they kind of got into it, but then with the episode, and I don't like the grandpa. I mean, I he was okay in that episode, but later on, I cannot stand Samuel. But that's just me. I did like the mom in the episode though, and later on. Did I lose you? I think I might have lost our guest for a second here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, no, it doesn't like it if my phone locks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't like Samuel. I was not a big fan of Samuel. I did like Mary. I was, however, kind of disappointed when they did the reboot of the Winchesters, which is like the life of Mary and their dad and John like as like the startle start of it all. Um I didn't I don't like like the actors they chose. I see because, I never watched that. I didn't have not seen that. I don't know if my co-host this of was it one season? I believe so. I don't think they got very far. Okay. Yeah. But That's I, kind of shocking. I didn't like it because I just I was so in love with Sam uh, with uh, not Sam Mary and John in that little snippet of an episode that I couldn't I couldn't get behind the characters and stuff they chose for the Winchesters. Yeah, because it's just not the same. I guess if Sam and Dean aren't in it, 
Correct. Yeah, so they probably shouldn't probably try to do that anymore. I know there's comic books and books, aren't there, on the series? Really? Yeah, I bet there's probably something. It's just, I think it's Supernatural is just one of those cult shows that, like, either, you know. You're either into it or you're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I just love it. I just think it's, it's funny and, you know, it can be a little dark and. I guess if you don't like gross things, because I don't like the shapeshifter episodes, those always gross me out. Or if it's anything with bugs. Oh, 100%. I don't, I don't like shapeshifters. <laughs> I, I, 100%. The whole, like, living down in the tunnels and just, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> they find your skin. It's just like, oh, my God. I can't. I can't. Or, or like that, uh, was it the Dr. Jekyll... Mr. Hyde episode, kind of like episode where it was the guy who was just kind of taking body parts off of other people and sewing them into himself. That yeah. episode just, uh, that episode literally is in my nightmares. Like that would be the worst thing in my head that could happen. Oh, yeah. And he was trying to like save Sam or whatever before Sam went to hell. And he's like, oh, I know the recipe or whatever. You can, oh, no. No, 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 no. That is just so gross. Mm -hmm. But hopefully our listeners will get into the show. Or at least try to get into the show. It's literally got everything for anybody. There's cute little romantic includes for those romanticized girls. Plus the guys alone are literally candy. And then <laughs> you have the horror side for the horror buffs, the urban tales for the urban people. You even have the whole apocalypse. Yes. Second coming, all of that for those people that are really into religion. So personally, in my opinion, it's an all around covers all show. My only complaint about the whole show is how Sam goes out in the end. I feel yeah. like they did him dirty. <laughs> They did, yeah. <sighs> Sam, love Sam. <laughs> Not when he was like drinking demon blood, and when he didn't have a soul. Like I didn't like Soulless Sam. Oh yeah, Soulless Sam was a little too Ooh. too creepy in my book. Like it was just kind of like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that because he's just. I don't know. He's like he's the exact opposite of Dean. I mean, he's just like. I mean, because Dean is a little horish on the show. Let's let's not lie. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little, you know. I don't know. I don't know. The episode that I watched this morning, Sam got a little lucky in the back seat of the Impala with a girl from the diner. Oh, so... the night moves. When Dean sings night moves. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let it wash over you, Sam. Sue me. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I don't know. He, I, he slept with Ruby. He slept that, with Dean. He slept with the werewolf. And, and you think that Dean is... I mean, at least Dean admits that he's a man whore. I mean, he's just straight up like, I like to sleep around, Sammy. It's what I do. What I do. <laughs> the episode I was just watching, they were talking about something that Sam knew. And Dean goes, sorry, I was sleeping with women. Like, you know, he's always got those, like... 
But Sam, for the most part, is chill, I think, into his research. and I feel like Sam is, Dean is, Sam is Dean's moral compass at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dean is the epitome of, like, the older brother, just rebellious teen. I feel like he never got out of his rebellious teenager phase. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Well, you know, when Dean was going to go to hell, though, he was kind of living it up. That's true. But at the same time, he was doing it because he was like, I might as well just earn my spot if this is what I'm going to do. Just like, I understand you not liking Sam during the drinking of the demon blood and stuff, but Sam legitimately thought what he was doing was for the best of mankind. Yeah, and then he he got over. Yeah, he was being, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Somebody led him astray. He was doing it out of good intentions, and somebody was like, I'm going to mess with you, you little, (laughs) you little amateur. And then, then keep dying for each other and everything. Oh. oh, yeah. There's a role in there's a role in Supernatural. Don't don't fret if your character dies because they're gonna wake up again. Yeah. Yep. They're gonna go to a crossroads <laughs> crossroads demon and make a deal. <laughs> Someone's gonna drag them out of hell. <laughs> yeah, a trench coat angel. <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna know for a long time, but they're gonna get dragged. <laughs> Well, they said, like, Dean was in hell for, like, four months, but they said it was, like, 30-something years. Down yeah. There. Yeah. The nightmares and the visions that he kept having replaced and just pretending like he was a... I don't know how he did that. I mean, I get that it's fiction. I understand for all those listeners that are like, this girl's crazy. She just thinks this is all real. And I'm like, no, no, I understand. But I'm an avid reader. Like, I'm a big reader. I put myself into my books. So just imagining my life as being living in that, that not being able to escape, I cannot imagine how he held that together. Because I would have lost it, like, within the first day back on her. <laughs> well, yeah, everything like, they went through, you know, I think most people would break. Oh, 100%. 100%. Losing your mom, and then Sam loses Jess, and, you know, it's... It's, it's, it's the... the it's the, the rate of mort- mortality that surrounds them, plus the amount of it that surrounds them, and the, the people they love plus on top of it just dealing with awful things and they have to think quick on their feet you know and just kind of I I couldn't even tell you they could probably list off 50 ways to kill a vampire and I'm like does garlic still work it's it's still a thing well and too in that line of work hunting demons and stuff you don't live very long and you don't know when your last job is going to be or if you get somebody killed or you know are are notating how you have i mean just thinking about that but also the fact that they're kind of just nomads in a way or um how do you want to put it uh gypsies like they have to they're not earning their keep the way you and i earn our keep like they don't have a stable home but at the same time they have to figure out how they get their next meal and yes, I understand that they're going out and doing a lot of fraudulent things yes. to earn that money. <laughs> I get they have 60 different credit cards and 30 different people's names. I get that. But it's just, 
just noting. Like, I couldn't even tell you how to begin to do that. Oh, no, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky that if I had to file something for tax related with me and my husband, I remember my husband's social security number. Like, that, <laughs> I couldn't even begin <laughs> to, tell, to understand how to commit fraud like that. And the fact that they have to do that on top of knowing cases and doing research by reading a bunch of articles and stuff and knowing the signs, it's just, to me, they're probably some of the smartest people that I've ever watched on TV, honestly. Well, yeah, and Sam especially was smart. I mean, he was going to be a lawyer and everything and was going to have that, I guess, perfect life. But, you know, I just think once you're a hunter, you're always a hunter. Okay, let me ask you a serious question. Okay. If, if Dean did not come and get Sam that night, do we think Dean, or sorry, do we think Sam would be happy if he became a lawyer, got married to Jess? Like, do we think he legitimate would be happy? I feel like a part of him would always miss something. I think about 50-50 because... Because, you know, when he gets pulled back in and everything, he's just kind of, like, fighting. And, like, I got to be back Monday, Dean. I got this this interview and everything like that. Like, he seemed to be happy, but, you know, he left on bad circumstances with the dad, too. So, I think he was stubborn, but I think it would have called him back because I think something would have happened. Yeah, I feel like I feel like no matter what would have happened, like if even if he would have lived his life normally up to that certain point where he would have gone a lot, like he got into law school, he would become a lawyer, all of that. I still feel like at some point he would have been dragged into this regardless. I feel like that, like I said, it was always their calling cards. Well, Dean said he didn't really have a choice. He had to follow. That's true. That's like, true. He just was like, I just, you know, had to. I, it's. I don't know if he had to or if he just. Didn't think he had options like Sam Exactly. Did. Exactly. I personally feel like if he would have been looked at as that and said, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, this is not me. I want to go to school. I enjoy this that his dad would be like, okay. Because I, I genuinely, I genuinely hope slash think that John did want the best for his kids. Like, I 100% do. I still feel like, even though, yes, he went a shady way about it, I still feel like he genuinely did want the best for his kids. Yeah. And when Sam's like, you know, about the the monsters under his bed and everything. And Dean's like, yeah, because there was monsters under there. Yeah. I just, I mean, personally, though, I feel like sometimes you get so lost. And that's that's another thing aspect that I love about the show is that everything, even if you are not specifically a hunter, <laughs> that you still can relate to the show. I mean, I know that 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 stuff is all fake but like um he got so wrapped up in the grief of losing his wife that he changed and turned his whole life upside down to yep, find yeah. to revenge her and it's very punisher-esque in a way 
<laughs> but it's it's just I mean, how many times have we lost? I mean, I can I can tell you that I've lost someone in my life that there's not a day that doesn't go by that I don't think about them. Like I carry my grandmother's Bible, but you know, we all know I'm not a big churchy person. I don't go to church. I don't do all that, but I still have her Bible carry with me every single day. Like it's just, it's just nature because it's something that's was a part of her that, that I, I, I cherish. And we all have griefs like that where there is someone in our life that we've lost or there will be a grief for someone in your life that you have lost that consumes you on a daily basis. Even if you don't realize it, it is consuming you. Oh yeah. And he became obsessed. I mean, he just, but I, I get it too, because I mean, they had a good life. I mean, obviously he didn't know about all the others, you know, about the deal and everything. Cause and supernatural, if you make a deal to come back, you get ten years, and then the hellhounds get you, mm-hmm. or the demons get you. But you only have ten years. Uh, ten years. Yeah, ten years. I feel like that was one of my favorite episodes too. When you find out about the hellhounds and stuff, and the cross demon stuff. Yeah. And like, I love the fact that they brought in that. Um, what is it? That fiddle player. Hmm. That, or was it a guitarist? I can't remember, but he couldn't play worth a lick. And then, like, one day, yes. automatically, he was an amazing blues writer. And he ended up dying exactly 10 years after it all started for him. And then you find out about Bella. And um, for those that don't know who Bella is, Bella is this woman r- returning um, character that <laughs> basically steals artifacts or, like, cursed items and stuff. And sells them for the highest bidder. Um, but you find out her past. But you also. That is the time that she does pass away in this episode. Because. She did make a deal. She made a deal. And it was a deal to get her away from. Something that was happening at home. That was treacherous. But it just. It was really sad. Because you find her. You learn her character. Like you learn who she is. And you kind of. Yeah. I was going to say I liked Bella. But. uh, She was kind of. Well I guess kind of shady. Would you say. Did I lose you again. Nope, you didn't lose me. Uh, my phone locked again. Um, no, she was kind of shady, though, but in a... I don't know. She, I don't think she was shady. I feel like just like Sam and Dean, she did what she had to do to survive. And it's, yeah, it seems like whenever you're... It seems like the demons always know when you want a new life or you want something. Like, hey, we'll make this deal for you. Well, I don't I'm, know if I'd want to make that deal, though. In all fairness, in her shoes, I understand why she did what she did. Yeah. Like, that. I think that was, like, the first time in Supernatural that they brought in, like, some type of abuse. Mm -hmm. Like, just kind of pointed towards it. 
didn't quite tell you, but you knew why she she made that deal. And it just it your heart broke for her. You were just kind of like, oh, 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 you poor thing. <laughs> yeah. She was kind of, I guess, like a love and hate. Like you loved her sometimes, but you hated her. But I guess it's safe to say that if you ever need anybody, I guess you don't call Ghostbusters. You call the Winchesters. You want the <laughs> yeah. Winchesters. Okay. That's who you want. Do not call Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. Don't call Ghostbusters. Don't call Ghostbusters. Just you want the Winchesters because they are going to save you if they, they'll die trying to save you. Specifically if it's Sam, because, you know, I just... Or they call him Moose on the show because he's really tall. Um, but I do, uh, be- before we end this, I have some questions for you. Okay. Are you ready for them? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so you have to answer three, but you can only pass on one. So in other words, I just, I have to answer two, technically. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make it sound more ominous. ominous. Yeah. Okay. The first questions, which I pretty much know the answer to this. What are your favorite hobbies and pastimes? Oh, uh, that would be reading. <laughs> um, read so I, also, I do. I read all the time. If I'm not reading, there's an audible book playing in my ear. Or if that's not going on, it's a murder podcast. But I also uh, do my own nails. Uh, I really like to get immersed in figuring out how to do certain nail arts and stuff and different nail shapes and stuff. So I actually do a lot of that as well on the weekend. And you bake. I do. I do bake. I I, I do. I enjoy baking. It is my stress really. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, so far you're doing good. Um, next question. What motivates you to get up in the morning? Are you driven by relationships, money, or success? Oh, Casey, you know <laughs> money is not a thing in my life. I don't care if I have a penny to my name or if I have $5 to my name. If someone needs something, that $5 is going to go to that person. That's true. Very true. I am. I am a hundred percent influenced by my relationship. As you know, I was not. Uh, I was not in a good place as a kid. I didn't really have much love or light. And my best friend was my go-to. Like she was the person that kept me waking up in the morning. And then my niece was born, and that became my other thing. And now I'm happily married. And it's just it's my relationships. Like I rather do everything for the for someone else in my life. Okay. So far, so good. You got one more. <laughs> Let's see if you can make it. Okay. What is your favorite state that you've been to? Oh, dear. Uh, I haven't really been to a lot of states. I would have to probably say I am an Arkansas girl. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 
I enjoy like them just being outdoors. I'm a big camper, so we camp a lot. Um, and just being surrounded by nature is my place. So anywhere I can find where I can be around nature, I vote. I don't want to live in the city. I'm not a city girl. Yeah, I'm not a city. Yeah, I like being out in the country. I I think you did well on those. But next question, are you ready for the fame? I asked this, our last guest now, are you ready for the fame? Am I ready for? Yeah, for being on Notorious Escapades. Are you ready for the fame? I I'm ready for your fame. I'm ready for you and Lexi to just blow yourselves out of the water. I'm ready for y'all to get a theme song and to get an an extra song. Like, I'm ready for all of that. Well, we got to talk to your work husband about, you know, getting us a, a theme song. We got to get, we got to get him because I feel like we got to get him. Malik or, will probably sit there and look at me and go, uh, you're writing this, correct? Because I'm not <laughs> going to be the only one. Yeah, I, I think we're waiting for it. We, we definitely, um, I mean, this is episode five and we have some really amazing guests coming up. All of our guests have been amazing. We love having guests. It's it's fun. It's a good way for people to, you know, like at our work to get to know you that maybe don't know you already. Um, and I did want to give a, a shout out. I did an episode with Liz uh, for Ouch, Was That a Ghost? If you want to give that a listen and we just always appreciate everybody that takes their time. I appreciate you taking your time out today to join me. I know Lex isn't feeling well. She's got a migraine. So, and I didn't want to delay you another week, you know. Oh, I, I so would excited. have, I would have waited if needed, but I hope she does feel better. I know migraines are killer. Yeah. And I was so excited to have you on. I just, you know, <laughs> work wife, you know, but uh, anything. <laughs> that you want to say before you leave well um i hope you guys enjoy your listen i know that it seems like they're very small timey right now but um if i know casey i know lex has got like at least if lex has got half the personality of casey then (laughs) they are literally going to be the new my favorite murderer at some point so keep on listening keep on referring and resharing this podcast because uh, you're not always going to have my random talking. You are going to have a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stop um, it. <laughs> but um, Casey's voice alone is extremely soothing. So uh, just make sure you reshare, uh, like, subscribe, follow. tell them, follow, tell follow. them what you didn't like. They take criticism very well. They, they can't handle the criticism. Um, and that's all I have to say, because I know that you guys are going to blow everyone out of the water in a couple of years. We're going to have to pay to listen to you instead of just sit here and listen to you for free. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And we will be back next week. We have uh, JD's coming on to talk about his book. He's phenomenal. I think everybody's going to love him. And we then we have... Another work person, Jay Money's going to come on. Oh, that would be a problem for. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, you have a good one. And 
We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.